This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Virginia only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 532 3500. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, everybody. It is a new year, 2024. Welcome back to Betting the Ponies right here on Bet Rivers Network. Monzo Malusis. A little bit of a week off during the new year, but we are back. It's 2024. We are on, essentially now, Moose, the road to the Kentucky Derby. I can't believe it's here. Uh, but 2024 is upon us. The three-year-olds are already. Uh, we are, in the near future, going to be going through derby prep races. I'm back in New Jersey. You're up in yeah, Connecticut. You're, back in, you're in Jersey, dude. You buried I, the lead. Welcome I mean, back. That's not a lead. That's a bad lead. Back in the tri-state area. Welcome back. Everyone's sick in the Monzo household. Everyone's got the stomach bug, and away we go. Things are going well. Everything is shriveled up like a stack of dimes. It's so cold here. It's just uh, unbelievable. But uh, as Francesca would tell me, and a lot of horse owners would tell me, the horses like the cold better than the hot. So I'll sacrifice my well-being for the, the runners on Saturdays and Sundays. Is that true? Do the horses really like the cold more than the like? Well, we, we, t- we talk about how, I mean, we've seen how these horses just absolutely hate the heat sometimes and they have to cancel well, for the true. heat. So uh, some of these Northeast races, while we may be freezing our asses off, I think the horses may appreciate it. And we got some good races going on at Aqueduct. And, you come, First and you come back home and we're going to get a winter storm this weekend. Here I know. I, have, I don't even think I have a shovel. So I'm going to have to go uh, Instacart one. you basically, when you moved to Florida, you got rid of everything. And who knew you were going to be back within a, before the, the year ran out? Here's what you need to know. It's, what, a 30 degrees outside this morning. I'm registering the kids in schools in a T-shirt, shorts, and my Hey Dudes without socks on. People are looking at me like I got four heads. I'm freezing my nubs off. Just uh, I'll be at the store later on picking up a couple pairs of jeans and some hoodies. There you go. Very nice. Well, beautiful, dude. Well, uh, and I do have a nice. I do have a nice. I actually have a nice couple of nice Bet Rivers hoodies. So I'll throw those on and give the the brand a little love out there. So. Oh, beautiful! I gotta get some Bet Rivers swag. Can I get? You a, deserve some. I, we'll we'll I get, hook you up with some swag. For can sure. I get a hoodie? Can I get a Bet Rivers hoodie? I'd love. Yes. No, three XL. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a three XL. Double. Uh, <laughs> I'm not far off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start off. Let's look. We're gonna look at Aqueduct because we talked about the freezing cold. Now you mentioned there might be some rain and snow in the forecast. We'll keep an eye on that. And uh, we're looking at a couple races. We're gonna start race three, which is the Jerome Stakes uh, for three-year-olds. Um, and we got a, a small field here, but some really good horses. Drumwell, please, or even Money uh, Morning Light favorite Castano, Brad Cox, Kane Eight, Sweet Sadi J, El Grande, your second choice in nine to five, Regalo. A little speed on the outside with El Grande O and Regalo Moose. You have to wonder if those two are going to wear themselves out for a very uh, game, even favor, even money favorite, drumroll please, who I think is going to be coming off the pace and, and really going to be hard to beat in this race. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd I'd love to get creative in this one. Uh, drumroll uh, drum please is even money on the morning line, and I think rightfully so, coming off what was um, – and if you get an off track on Saturday at Aqueduct, you know, ran well in the Remsen at eight to one, finished third that day, um, you know, has run at this distance before the previous two times. 
ran it a mile um, one time at Aqueduct as well, one time up at Saratoga. Uh, ran, gave a good account of himself in, in both of those efforts. Uh, a subtle hard spun. Um, the one-turn mile seems to fit. Castellano aboard. Brad Cox, we know how good. Um, you know, I, I tried to convince myself to, to go with El Grande O at 9-5 to five on the morning line, the four. But I do agree with your assertion that Regalo and, and El Grande O could get hooked up a little bit. And, I mean, maybe El Grande O lets them go and sits off the pace. If they get headed and they're going head-to-head down the backside at Aqueduct, I think it sets it up even more for uh, drum roll, please. But I, I think the consistency of the Colt, when you look at the three-year-old for Brad Cox, uh, reason uh, enough for, and the buyer speed figures obviously fit. Um, you know, 63, 83, 79, 84, uh, the fit as well. Nothing blazing, but just kind of nice, steady works for Brad Cox. I landed on the one at even money drum roll, please. Yeah. I, I wanted to get creative. In fact, when I looked at this race, actually when I looked at all three races, I didn't see them with the morning line. So I kind of went through and created my own morning line. And I thought I did think the one, uh, would be the favorite. I did not think the morning line would be even money. So I was a little disappointed when I saw that. I thought maybe like two to one. Uh, when I saw even money, it's like, wow, a lot of people saw what I saw. And I, he's going to be, and look, you look at the fact that he's trained by Brad Cox, look at the fact that Javier Castellano is coming off a tremendous calendar year um, and looking to have a second calendar year as he bounces back in the, really the second portion of his of his riding career as these riders consistently get older and, and continue to ride as they get older. And he's going to certainly be looking to do that. And he had a great year last year. Uh, gives him every chance to win this race. We're going to move on. Race seven. This is one of my favorite kind of races. I look for this at Keeneland. I look for this at uh, Aqueduct. I love seven furlong races. I think that mm-hmm. it's just a little, you know, it's more than a sprint. It's not quite a route. So you get that middle of the range where you can look for lone speed. You can look, you can look for somebody coming off the face and feel confident that um, there's going to be a position for this horse to get there. We do see the return of High Oak, uh, owned by Mike and, and Lee, friends of ours, colleagues. Um, coming off, look, it was a, a very tough situation burning in that scar mile in the slop at Aqueduct. Might be looking at the slop again, but high oak seven to five on the morning line here. We love the owners, we love the trainer, we like the horse. Did you ever think high oak would be seven to five again? Um, no, but I mean, I, I, I do think he, I do think he fits, um, in the race. I didn't necessarily think, and you know, listen, has been running in. Ran in the grade one Forgo, the grade two Vosberg, the grade three Bold Ruler, the grade two Cigar Mile. Um, you know, buyer speed figures are good, 90, 85, 87, 89. Um, it's a shame that, you know, High Oak fell in the uh, Fountain of Youth and took a tumble, you know, and, and took a massive step back in his career. But as you, as both of us know, uh, Mike and Lee, uh, the owners of High Oak, have been really, really high. Uh, on the son of Gormley, uh, trained by Bill Mott. He's now a five-year-old, um, you know, coming off what was, you know, they took a shot in the cigar mile, ran up the track. But, you know, Katie Davis, who seems to to get the best out of this horse, hopped on a board once again, seven to five on the morning line. You know, I, I think a well, you know, I can understand why um, he is seven to five. Um, I think if, if you go against the favorite, I think the horse that that I landed on was um, was Beach Walker, um, third race off the layoff, uh, a little bit cheap for sure. Uh, has run five times at Aqueduct, run, uh, ran third in all uh, in five in three of those occasions. Uh, at the distance, two for five. Uh, buyer speed figures do fit. 
clearly is a little bit of a different horse after the break in October, coming back with an 82 and a 91. If he's able to build off that 91 buyer speed figure that he ran, oh, by the way, on a muddy track at a mile, the cutback in distance to seven furlongs, um, I think Beach Walker could be right there. Yeah, I, I'll have my best bet of the day in this race, and that's the horse just to the inside of High Oak, and that's Joey Freshwater. Six to one on the morning line, coming off a poor performance at, at Parks, but going back to the track where uh, he particularly runs well, and that's Aqueduct. Two for four in the career, likes to slop, two for three, seems to hit the board consistently, loves the distance out of Jimmy Creed. Linda Rice, we know how good of a trainer she is. Kendrick Parmouche, you know, very solid rider, mostly, you know, known for his riding on speed horses, but Gets Lasix back here. Um, I think if you look at some of the running lines and the horses this horse has run against, Fort Bragg, a horse that we both liked in the past, Drew's Gold, a really good horse, High Oak in the past. Uh, sixth one in the morning line for Joey Freshwater, who I think will appreciate a little bit of the moisture in uh, on the dirt. And again, looking at good races, ran in the Dwyer, won the Bay Shore last year here at Aqueduct, I think makes a lot of sense at a nice price. Sixth one. My top play, my top play of the day will be Joey Freshworth, Joey Freshwater. I will use High Oak underneath. Another price play all the way on the inside, Royal Trist. 21 on the morning line, 4 for 15 in the slop. A couple wins at Aqueduct, a nice veteran. You know, only six wins, but has run 39 times. But hits the board, uh, I think, at a price here could, uh, you know, really give you a little bit of value in that trifecta. So those are my three in this race. I'm going Why don't to you Joey like Freshwater. Uh, I like Beachwalker. Um, I really like that last performance, last out. Um, well, you know, now four for forty three scares me. I mean, that's yeah, no, it's fair. Uh, no, no, hasn't really done too much at Aqueduct. You know, has a good, yeah, has a good uh, wet number, but has one over ten. Uh, yeah, I'll throw in. Uh, will I throw the horse in underneath? Absolutely, but uh, my top pick definitely Joey Freshwater, six to one on the morning line. There. Uh, yeah, I can listen. Um, would you be surprised if High Oak won? I think if it's wet, if it's a sloppy track, I'd be surprised. If it's a, a fast track, it would not surprise me. Okay, so I, wet I, track, I, you think High Oak? I'm, I'm going, looking at the weather forecast, and now that I'm in the tri state area and I'm consistently looking at it, like I wasn't doing that the last couple of months, to be honest with you, in Belmont and, and Aqueduct. Um, yeah, I, I'm expecting it to be sloppy or muddy tomorrow, so it's it's tough for me to uh, trust High Oak in that position. On a fast track, I think High Oak is certainly the best horse in this field. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, I mean, that's a fair criticism. I'll use Joey Freshwater uh, underneath on my top pick, Beach Walker. I'll also throw High Oak underneath as well, and uh, I'll use Monzo's other pick, Royal Trist, to, to break it from the inside and race seven Saturday at Aqueduct. Wrap it up with uh, a nice little stakes racer. The feature, the top of the stretch, is Moose State, the Ladies B. Uh, $150,000 on the line, a mile and an eighth on the dirt moose, and a pretty good field. Nota Audrey, uh, Raya Valentine, uh, Comparative, Saddle Up Jesse. Good horses, good field, competitive race. Where'd you land? Yeah, I, I, went, with the, I went with a horse that um, trained by Clement, ridden by Dylan Davis. Um, I went with. Evidencias, uh, the Brazilian bred, uh, out of one of my favorites, Drosselmeyer, uh, who used to be trained by Bill Mott. And uh, Drosselmeyer won the Belmont Stakes. He also won the Breeders' Cup Classic. So uh, always loved Drosselmeyer, was always kind of a deep closer. Uh, but uh, a daughter of Drosselmeyer, this is a, a mile and an eighth race. Um, Clemente, I, I do think, in, and you look at it three to one on the morning line, I think for a reason, 
uh, comes over here and has given a, a decent account of it, uh, of herself so far uh, for this daughter of Drosselmeyer. Ran on the turf first race, finished seventh up the track, came back under Dylan Davis and ran really well <clears throat> at Aqueduct. Uh, you're looking at a horse lifetime, four for 10. Um, never won at the distance, I understand, but is not the morning line favorite. Um, you know, has, has run at Aqueduct before, one for one on a wet track. If we do get um, a little bit of uh, rain or the snow uh, or whatever the mix is going to be on Saturday at Aqueduct, that's where I landed. I landed on the Clement trainee, Evidencias, the two at three to one on the morning line in race eight. Yeah, I'm going back to a horse I picked uh, in this podcast before who ran horribly when I picked her, and that's no at all luxury, the inside horse. Oh. Uh, 10 to 1 on the morning line. I'm going to put a line through the last race, but uh, this filly absolutely really likes Aqueduct, 7 for 17, um, cherishes the distance, 2 for 4, likes the slop. I don't know what happened last out. If you watch the race, didn't look like anything crazy happened. It was a little wide, but had nothing down the stretch. Um, maybe a little fast early, but... I think this horse likes the distance. I think this horse has uh, tactical speed, should she need to go to the lead, or has also rated in the past. So um, I'm looking for a situation where out of the gate, I mean, if you look up and down, there's no true speed horse in this race. She's more bubbly. It showed some speed in the past. A lot of horses like to sit. I wouldn't be surprised if know-it-all Audrey goes to the lead. She's been comfortable doing that. And obviously her sire, looking at Shackleford, was known for doing that as well. So Know it all, Audrey. Ten to one on my on the morning line. My top pick. I'll use your horse, uh, Evidencias, as my second pick, and I also like going to comparative. Brad Cox, Manny Franco, uh, really solid connections. Good horse out of Street Sense. Another horse that you and I both loved as well. Um, you now, horse that's won at Aqueduct makes a lot of sense in this uh, situation. But um, I do like Know it all, Audrey. I like the fact that I'm going into today. I do pick an even money favorite. Two prices coming up after that. So. If I had to pick between Joey Freshwater and Nodal Audrey is my better bet. I do like Joey Freshwater, but I'm going back. Nodal Audrey, I don't want to be there when she wins a 10. I don't want to miss it when she wins a 10 to 1. Yeah, I got you. I mean, this is my top play of the day, the two evidencias. Um, I think you got to give a healthy respect to horse and and don't have any issues with what you're talking about with know-it-all Audrey as long as you cross a line through her last race or comparative for Brad Cox and Manny Franco. I think you got to give a little bit of love to, you know, and there's a reason why the the six saddle up Jesse is two to one on the morning line for Brittany Russell, Sheldon Russell uh, riding, uh, coming in from Laurel. Um, fire speed figures obviously do fit. Uh, it's never run at Aqueduct. One for one at the distance, four for 12 when you look at her lifetime. Um, a daughter, a five-year-old mare out of more than ready. Um, I, I think speed-wise does fit. And I, I think, if, as you've seen before in her running lines, uh, she doesn't necessarily need the lead in order to win if you go two races back at Laurel at a mile and a 16th. So uh, pairs up the back-to-back mile and eighth races, one last out December 23rd, a couple of days before Christmas down at Laurel. I think Saddle Up Jesse is one that um, I'm going to use uh, underneath, obviously, two to one on the morning line. Like and subscribe to the podcast, Betting the Ponies, on Spotify, yes, on Apple. Do. Anywhere it's available, uh, we love the support. We're going to really get into it, into the Kentucky Derby prep races in the upcoming uh, weeks. Look at some races at Tampa. Happy New looking- Year, everybody. 2024, Monzo's back in Jersey. His family's battling a, a stomach bug, a stomach bug, and Monzo's been able to avoid it. So, I have. I'm locked in. Good luck with that. Thank you. Uh, everybody, Thank listen. You thanks everybody. for Let's get some winners on Saturday. Let's get some winners at a price. Moose, I will speak to you next week. We'll see you next time. This is Bet in the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. See you. 
Thanks for listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network.